welcome to Wasted Takes episode 110, the 110 Grill episode, which is a fantastic chain of restaurants out here in the Boston area. I don't know if you guys have ever been. Uh, very good, though. Very similar to 101. A little, little maybe less bougie, but still good. Um, we're getting one in Lenox, though. Are we? That's yeah, awesome. No, they're building one in Lenox. That's awesome. I love right 110. Right next to Marshall's. Excellent yeah. chimichurri steak. Go check it out. Um, I'm Trey, joined as always by Dylan, Tucker, and Cam. How are we doing, gentlemen? Living the dream. Super Bowl week. Super Bowl week. Yeah, Cam's Cam's amped up for the show. Um, this is our probably quiet, most quiet show since the playoffs started. Uh, kind of a off week, but we're ready anyways. Cam's fired up. Um, so let's get into it. Winners and losers. Uh, take of the week. Uh, I did set it for later. So it's not over yet. Currently, Dylan, I think, is leading by one vote. And there's a little bit of controversy on the podcast because everybody who checks the votes sees Dylan in third third place. And then we check it before the show, and all of a sudden, he's in first. But Linnea and myself voted for me. All right. I'm just saying. Um, Dylan, if you get this point, you will be three t- t- tied with me for first with three to three. Cam will stay at zero, and Tucker will be at one. Um, so, and Tucker, you're and last in the poll. Everybody hates your take. Um, yeah, no, I saw that. That, that was tough. <laughs> other than that, um, I just have a Brady update from the retirement might be fake. Uh, retirement might be a bluff. Yes, he's technically retired. He's not going to play next year, but he said he might come back at some point. He said he left the door open. So could be a bluff. Still, I'm going to say that could be a bluff. A long term one to two year bluff. Long term bluff. I, I I don't hate it. Anybody got anything else? Okay. I don't think so. Pretty slow week. All right. Yeah, um, there's nothing for anyone to win or lose this week, I feel like. Okay. Uh, let's get into ways to takes. Um, does anybody have anything they are chomping at the bit to get off their chest? Nothing at all. <laughs> chomping at the bit for, but mine is a baseball take, and it probably doesn't have much conversation around it that'll lead into anything, so I can go first. Go ahead. Alright, so I've had this one stacked up for a while. Um, I've been keeping an eye on the MLB very, very minimally, Um, but we mentioned earlier in the season that there is a lockout happening in the MLB. Still happening. Still happening. Why I was I was waiting on it, and if it changed, it was going to ruin my take. But the lockout seems to be um, seems to be happening now. The last lockout, if you remember, none of us were born, but it was 1990, and there was another lockout previous to that in 1976. Now, both of those times in the lockouts, there happened to be the same World Series champion. Anyone want to guess who it was? Oh, the uh, Yankees. No, I know this. It was the... Uh, Athletic. No. Oh, my God. The Mets. No. What was it? 1990 and 1976. 1976. Who was good in the 70s? Cincinnati Reds. There it is. Got it. Woo-hoo! How about that? I knew that. How about that? 
I know baseball. The past two World Series that the Reds have won were in 1990 and 1976. The Big um, Red Machine. They were, both locked, they were both lockout seasons. Now, with this lockout coming up, and me, I feel like we're kind of a Reds podcast. We're always seem high on the Reds. Oh, yeah. Cincinnati Bengals are in the Super Bowl right now. There's a lot of affiliation with one team going to the Super Bowl or the World Series or whatever, and then another team from the same city, a la Tampa Bay, um, a la New England a couple times. Cincinnati College football, making it to the Final Four. There you go. Um, And then Georgia with the Bulldogs. And then who who else? Braves, exactly. So, my take is that because of the lockout, the Cincinnati Reds are going to win the World Series this year. And I think you'll all love it. I want to go to Dylan first. Uh, I don't know the current situation of the Reds. Let me look up their roster real quick if someone else wants to go. I'll go. I don't um, think I can name a single player on the Reds. Yeah, so I mean, my, Joey Votto, my opening there. take to this is just to, to bring it up. The Reds are possibly the most boring franchise in major sports. They play in Cincinnati. They're just called the Reds. Their logo is a C. Um, it's the exact same logo as the Bears. It's just white. And um, they play in Great American Ballpark, which is a nice name, but it's kind of bland. It's just like, oh, it's American Ballpark. Where else are you going to find a ballpark? You know? Um, so that's – but, Cam, I love the take. I 100% agree with it. Uh, you know, there's history. There's a trend. You know, sports is about trends sometimes. I think this is a good one to put some money down on. I, I, you could probably find some great odds because, like Tucker said, couldn't tell you one player. Um, throw some money on that. And I, I love it. Yeah, I'm all in. Reds win the World Series. All right. So um, last year they had two rookies, or maybe one of them was a second-year guy. Um, they were gross, especially at the beginning of the season. Um one dude had like three home runs in a game. He had most home runs in National League, like for the first couple months. Like he, there was a few, there was two of them. One of them was Jesse Winker, which is a fabulous name, and I forget the other guy's name. Joey Votto still on the team. Who uh, you know he's getting up there in age, but still like the Ew. best hitter of all time. Uh, very uh, underrated. The team is not good. Um, not particularly good. But they, but they no, they're probably play. horrible at football, considering they're a baseball team. Well, I, I, it took me a second. <laughs> they're the football podcast mostly. But uh, they don't play in a particularly difficult division. Uh, they have Milwaukee, Seattle, Chicago, and Pittsburgh. They came in third last year, and they had a winning record. Um, so I could see them making a push if they uh, got hot, I think, another year under their belt. Um, mind you, the Braves were in last place at one point, uh, like two years ago, and they ended up winning the World Series this year. Um, and they only had five more wins in the regular season as compared to uh, the Reds. So. Uh, 
Cam, I like to take. I like the looking back at history. History repeats itself. Uh, plus six thousand and and six six sixty six hundred is uh, a good bet in my my eyes. I think that's worth. Um, so yeah, I'll go for it. I'll go Reds win the World Series this year. You know, lockouts are crazy, right? You can if, imagine if you have a lockout season and you only play 100 games, team could be hot for 100 games and, and win, right? That's kind of what happened to Tampa Bay in the 50-game schedule in COVID year. So, yeah. Talk? Um, I, I'm going to have to disagree just based off the fact that I know not a single player besides, I guess, Joey Votto on the Reds. Um, Who do you know on the Bengals defense before the, they made their push? Sam Hubbard's a baller. I knew players on the Bengals. Like, you can't just be like... It's Yeah, but we're an NFL podcast. And the offense and defense are very different. There's 22 players as opposed to, not including special teams, as opposed to nine. So, take that. Also, to add on to this, um, Cincinnati can't have all that go right for them at once. That's too much for a city like Cincinnati. I think that would lead to full-on mayhem. You can't have two championship-caliber seasons in a single year. That's just not Cincinnati yet. Well, it's never been Tampa Bay-esque, and it's never been Atlanta-esque or Georgia-esque. So I think anything's possible. Um, And Dylan said it right. History repeats itself, and... This is a perfect opportunity for them to take advantage of that. The thing is, I just don't I don't see them winning the division at all. There's no chance. So realistically, they'd have to go in as a wildcard team and get hot. And most likely not. But I love the take, so I'm going to say yes. Milwaukee's stacked. I, I I just love it. I I think there's a trend, and you gotta follow the trend. I think it's a good I think it's a good, well researched take by Cam. Uh, can we keep the TikToks at a minimum, please, during recording? Thanks. Um, that was a Snapchat from Johnny, to be exact. <laughs> uh, all right. I got a take. Um, so I was watching the Pro Bowl Skills Challenge this weekend. I did not watch a second of the Pro Bowl, but I watched the Skills Challenge mostly because my quarterback, Mac Jones, was in it. Um, and it was horrible. It was mad boring. Half the things weren't even like skill related. Like if you watch the catch contest, it was preposterous. Like Tyreek Hill decides to do the David Tyree helmet catch because David Tyree's a judge, which I think is good great idea. Goes up over the middle, jumps in the air, ball's a little high. He's got this helmet on. He catches it, doesn't even pin it to his helmet and just lands on his back. It's the most average I could have made that catch. It's the most average catch in the world. And he gets like a 97, 98 on it. Like And, like, there was one where Stefan Diggs is standing. He's got his toe tapping, and he reaches over the ball and catches it with one hand. It was the best catch. It got the lowest score in the whole thing. Um, So that was awful. Uh, The whole thing was just boring. Um, And I noticed a trend here where I I saw the NHL challenge, too. I saw some highlights. I saw the dodgeball one, which was sick. He had a a blindfold on. He had mascots. I don't remember who it was. Had mascots throwing dodgeballs at him, and he pulled off a sick move and scored. And that didn't even win. Um, so I think my take is a little bit of a waste of take. There needs to be an all-star, like, board, an all-star council um, that 
presides over the four major sports, and at their all-star games, actually gives out legitimate scores. Because I've watched the dunk contests, I've watched the NHL and NBA skills challenges, I've watched the uh, Pro Bowl skills challenges, and they're all just a grab-ass fest with no actual judges. It's stupid. It's less entertaining. I want to see these guys go out and compete and really do something special. I want to see the, the best athletes in their sports perform at the highest level and do something that no one else can do. And they're just not doing that. They're going out, they're getting their check, they're grab ass and they're not working. Who can, like if, if they don't want, if they don't want to work hard, fine, but they should get a 50 if their dunk sucks or their catch sucks. The only legitimate one in this whole thing is the home run derby because you can't make that up. You either hit it out or you don't. It doesn't matter how far it goes. Although they have added stuff in like how far it goes, but I, f I feel like it's warranted. Um, it doesn't matter how cool your bat flip was. It just matters that you get the ball over the wall more than everybody else. The rest of these events are stupid. They should be outlawed until there is an international board put in to judge these events. That's the take. There needs to be an all-star judgment board put in place to judge the skill competitions. That's the take. The um, ASC, the all-star committee. Yeah, exactly. Cam, you got your hand up? Yeah, I got my hand up. Um, okay, a couple things. One, regarding the best catch competition, uh, Trevon Diggs was in it, and he's not. Exactly, exactly. And did a front flip and caught the ball, which is fine. Here's my thing on that. If you're going to have somebody do it, let's flip it the whole entire way around. During the Pro Bowl, all defensive players on offense, all offensive players on defense. They're, they're not touching anybody or tackling anybody anyway. Why not just do it that way and make it at least a little bit? I mean, Trayvon and Stefan did switch spots for a couple of I know. Plays. That was cool. I love that. I, I love, love that. that part. But anyway, regarding your thing, Trey, unfortunately, this is too far gone because they've already decided that they don't want to get hurt. And, or the skills competition, I guess. Okay, so disregard the actual game itself. I know the game's going to be a joke anyways. Well, nobody wants to get hurt. I, I understand that. But I'm so, saying the skills competitions need to be at to show actual skill. No, I, I agree. And, I mean, I, I don't know. Do you have any recommendations for the type of games or things they could do? Because I know back in the early 2000s, they would do who can throw the farthest. And they would actually run them through drills and have to, like, hit the moving targets. And now it's, you know, like the drill Russell Wilson did. I, so, I, so I'll say I like the, I like the measurable ones. Like, I, I don't mind the passing competition. They should just have quarterbacks do it. They shouldn't have wide receivers do it because it's stupid. Obviously, they're going to score low. It's just dumb. Um, but I don't mind um, that one because it's measurable. Because Mac Jones goes out. And outscored Lamar Jackson last year. And Mac Jones goes out that. and puts up a nine. And then Russell Wilson comes in and he's like, let me show you how a real passer does it. And puts well, up like 28 well, points. A, um, I like those ones. I'm saying the judged events. I'm trying to finish. Yeah. Let me finish. I'm saying the judged events. Like you can keep the events. You can keep best catch. Best, ca best catch is a great idea. It's like the dunk contest of the... Uh, NFL, go out, make a ridiculous catch, do something crazy, jump over a car. I don't care, but I don't want. I like there was one where some guy caught it like between his legs and pinned it to his chest with one hand, like he threw a ball between his legs and then caught it and it landed on his chest and he caught it after he was on the ground. Like it was just not that impressive. It's like you got lucky. It's just and he got like a hundred. He got a score of ninety nine. 
Like that's I, that's what bothers me. I agree. I, well, it's I agree. the same. It's the same thing with any judge sport. That's why I say anything that's judged is an event, not a sport. You guys ripped shit on me. I didn't. On the Olympics I didn't. this summer. I didn't. I think I agree <laughs> right, with okay. that. I had one backer. Everybody else hated it. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're not wrong for it to be more entertaining for, um, I think competitive-minded people. Um, that would be best if there was somebody like that presided over these things and like actually cared and took it into account instead of just making it like a PR show the whole time. Um, but it it's too far gone. I mean, you're you're wishful thinking, and I'm right there with you. But it's there's no way any of that would ever happen. I just and it would it would be cool though. Like, I mean, the ones where it's measurable are more entertaining for sure think because that reason it's measurable you know who's good and who's shitty um but it also comes down to com- competitiveness within the people actually doing it and half the time people are like oh, i don't really care too much to actually try too much my whole thing Nowadays. is just like watching the all watching the dunk contest back in the day was sick like they, they were throwing crazy dunks doing all now it's like let's come out in a cool shirt and get the crowd hype and there's a mascot and he's dancing around and it's like all the show. And then he goes up and throws down a two handed tomahawk, which is not that hard to pull off if you're an NBA player. And they're like, 10, 10, everyone, 10. That was so cool. 10. That's what I, I, agree, I agree. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I, I agree with that. Um, <laughs> it's, it's offered, offered, and I, NBA wise, I think just the fact that Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine did what they did. There's just never going to be anything that can ever match up to that. And that's fine. Um, my biggest problem right now with the Pro Bowl is the alternate situation. I'm not mad that Mac Jones made it as an alternate. I'm mad that people are opting out of it. If, if you're not in the Super Bowl, you should be you should be competing in the Pro Bowl because like fans want to see you, um, you know, take part in it. And did Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen opt out? No, Patrick Mahomes was there. I know he was there, yeah, but I, I don't know. Like seeing people like Russell Wilson who had probably his worst season ever and Mac Jones, nothing against him really, but he didn't you know, for a rookie, yeah, great season, but like is that a pro bowl performance comparatively? I don't know. So you're seeing people in the Pro Bowl now that are like people maybe don't really wanna see necessarily, but that's that's a different issue. The opt-out situation just getting worse every year. I, well, it, 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 I mean, it brings it up every time there's an all-star game, but it comes out of like again the competitive competitiveness between the players. I mean, like back back in the '70s and '80s, um, it was like no communication didn't go around like it did now, right? So, like baseball is an example, um, especially for the fans' perspective. If you were living in in Massachusetts, you were lucky if you got um, the Red Sox games, and that was it. You never saw another player play ever, right? So when you when the All Star game was broadcast, you were like, "Oh my God, I get to see uh, George Brett play for the first time ever," um, because I never get to watch him play. And then the players on are understand that, and they come out and they put on a show for the people that never see him. And then they are. It, it becomes. Uh, this whole ideal, like, I want to be the best player out there, I want to be the best player in my position. But now we all know who that is already. And 
guys are buddy buddies with other guys on teams all over the world because you know or all over the country because they can talk to those people freely now you can meet with those people freely more freely than you used to you, you know it's just i think the the competitiveness between the players themselves is just not as high they all like understand that they're good and they don't care if anyone's too too better than them they're all making bajillions of dollars tucker any any thoughts on the all-star committee uh I, I just don't want additional regula- regulation in the All-Star Games. Um, like, I, you know, dunk contests will be what dunk contests will be. I don't need, like, an Olympic committee panel of judges deciding on the scores because, like, sometimes dunks are just cooler. Like, it'll be like, oh, no, this dunk was way more technically challenging, but this one was way cooler. This catch looked cooler. Yeah, like, uh, Stefan Diggs had the best catch. It was boring. It was boring to watch. It no, was it wasn't. Not if you understand football. It was. It was just him on the sideline. Just one hand grabs it. That's. Oh, I was watching man. with my roommate. I watch and a guy jump off a trampoline and do a front flip and catch it. That's way cooler. Like you can say it's more technical. You're what's wrong. You're what's wrong it's with this country. Cool. You're what's wrong with this country. It's not as cool. Oh like I'm God. sorry. That's what this is based off. It's a like I want fun judges that are like. People it's called best catch, not coolest catch. I don't need three fucking dudes from like three different countries representing like the official All Star Committee. That's boring. I boring. And guess nothing. No one ever is like, hey, no one would make this way better if we added way more rules and regulations to it. Because it's well, so added, entertaining added, in its added, current added, form. Better because you add like a thousand more rules and regulations. I would just, I would just like to see someone throw down a dunk and it be like not that great and the judges just shrugging their shoulders and being like Exactly being great. like six. Yeah. <laughs> seeing the seeing the face of the player just like, are you kidding me? I mean that that that's that would be great. Have, have a little diversity in the score. That's what I'm saying. You, it's because it's so entertaining as it is right now, Tucker, because if he comes out with a boom box on his shoulder and does a little dance and, and then catches a ball one-handed. We're all like, holy yeah, shit, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen. Learn about it. It's it's stupid. You can have showmanship and do something impressive, then not one it. or the other. You, yeah, if you do have showmanship and do something impressive, you're going to have a great score. No, they don't, but, but they don't do anything impressive. Like, I'm going to draw a line and then just catch a ball on the sidelines and get two feet down. Like, cool, man. That was that's the best awesome. catch of the night. That was yeah, really and it, it, and, the, it and this competition. The competition's called it. best catch. It's called best catch. So no, no, there's your argument out the door. It wasn't cool. It wasn't a highlight. Like you can say, like it was the best catch technically. It wasn't the best catch. You're such it a wasn't. zoomer. You're such like, a zoomer. You know what? Like my the best plays of NFL history are like these incredible plays. My favorite play is Jerome Simpson doing a front flip over it, dude, in the end zone. All right. That was my favorite all play right, of Gen all time. Z. It might not be the best play. It's my favorite. All right, Gen Z. I hate, I hate that. Tucker's, Tucker's, Tucker's Lily in third grade. All right. Who's next? <laughs> don't all drop I got a Super boys. Bowl take, so I think I should go last. I don't have a take yet, so you should go third. Go all right, third. I'll go. So... Um, obviously Super Bowl next week, we got the Bengals and the Rams. Um, excuse me. Interestingly enough, this is a battle between 
excuse me again. Wow, the Natty Daddy coming through. Um, we have in the Super Bowl the number one pick of the draft for both teams. Right. Well, Matt Stafford so, was drafted number one back at, back in his draft. Yeah. Yeah, and but so not by the Rams. Up. No, yeah, that's fine. Okay, Just two former number one picks. We got it. Correct. Right. So. The last time that happened, I think the only other time it's happened was when Peyton Manning beat Cam Newton in Super Bowl 50. Um, we all remember the outcome of that game. Denver Broncos won 24-10, basically put a trouncing on uh, Carolina. So the take is the Bengals are going to beat the Rams 24-10 to uh, because the Bengals are in the the AFC, and so are the Broncos. Now, Bill, in the history repeats itself aspect of this, the old guy came in. That's to what I was going to say. The new up and comer, and the old guy won. That was that's what I was going to say. Yeah, so uh, I think so. Like, if you're trying to do the history repeats itself take. I think you would have the Rams winning 24 So the Rams are going to win 24 to 10 in a reverse situation because of age. That's the take. So you've now switched who you think is going to win the Super Bowl. And <laughs> well, I, I was going to pick the Rams anyway. I just was thinking of a take, and that's what, that's what came up. So right. I'm going Rams 24 to 10. There you go. Uh, yeah, well, I like it now. Um, I, I think the experience is going to make the difference here. Um. I find it surprising that this is the first time two first overall, you know, quarterbacks are going head to head. The second time, I mean, in the Super Bowl, um, I find that interesting. And I think, I mean, I'll get more into it later about my pick, but um, I think I, I, I get more into it later. But I, I don't, I don't hate the take, Dill. It's a little soft, but uh, Tucker. Um, I don't hate this take now that you've switched it. Um, I hated it, and now I, I agree with it due to the fact that we kind of coerced you into it. But, uh, no, it's I a like, good take. I like, I like the history of repeating itself, uh, trend of the day. Um, I personally think the Rams win this game just because I think the Bengals still don't have an O-line. And now they're going up against Aaron Donald and Vaughn Miller. <laughs> Like, how does a bad O-line block Aaron Donald? I'm not even sure if you can double-team him at this point. Like, I think you need to put a third guy on him. So, yeah, this will be fun to watch. Uh, Cam? Yeah, like you said, Trey, I'm going to get into the Super Bowl a little bit later. Um, I don't have much to say here. You changed it to Rams 24-10? I did, officially. Okay. In in the sense of since my take was history is going to repeat itself, I like the take. Now that you change it to go that way, um, I'll touch on everything else later. That's all. It was a better way to tie it together than AFC NFC. Okay, I like it better. Good job, Tuck. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Tucker, you got a take? Um, yeah, my take is about. College basketball. Uh, I was watching some college basketball. I'm starting to officially get into my college basketball mode. I'm 
you know, like NFL hasn't been on for the last two weeks. Haven't had anything to watch, but turning on some college basketball. I was watching a game this week of Texas. And I have some big news because the horns are back up, baby. Horns up. I'm a Texas fan as of right now. Texas and UCLA. Um, And I think Texas makes the Final Four this year. I don't know the last time they made the Final Four. I imagine it was back when Kevin Durant was on the team. But I watched them play Kansas last night, who was like a top five team in the country. Maybe they were 13. They were 13 or 3. I can't remember. But, you know, they were gritty. They came back. Uh, They had a guy come off, like, come off the court an injury, next play, come back in, just clearly still hurt, playing through it, doesn't matter. Um, Team's got grits, team's got balls, I like them. Texas to the Final Four. Um, So this is a... Go ahead, Cam. Yeah, this is another one, actually. History repeats itself, right? So I I recall Tucker saying uh, Texas, Texas is back. Um, before, and now this is the second time he tried to just change sports on us, but yeah. I don't forget. <laughs> so, history repeats itself. Texas not back. Texas is going to, I'll counter it, losing the first round upset. No, so, Cam, I'll counter your counter with the worst counter, and last time I said Texas was back, they were 4-0 in college football this year, and they proceed to lose every single game for the rest of their season. Why is that a count? Or that so I, so I'm that, um, this. they might not make the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, yeah, wait, let's agree on that. <laughs> so, uh, I like the take, Tuck. I like that you're sticking with Texas, but I was also going to bring up that this is the second time you've declared yeah. them back. Um, <laughs> Texas, I have been a staunch uh, opponent of Texas being back every time you've brought it up. So horns down. Uh, Texas is not back. Texas will probably – you're probably right. They probably won't make the tournament now just because of you, because of what you said tonight. Uh, Dill? Yeah, um, I'm going to agree with Tuck here. Uh, Go Texas. Uh, Everything's bigger in Texas. Uh, They're going big this year. They're going straight to the Final Four. I love it. All right. Let's – Move on to some segments here. Uh, so we touched a lot on the Pro Bowl uh, just to do a little, a, a couple more things. The game itself is so dumb. They should get rid of it. It's just basically two-hand touch at this point. Uh, unlike you guys, I don't – or un, yeah, unlike you guys, I don't love players just going out and playing their different, you know, set, different positions. I want a game. I want a oh legitimate all-star game. The MLB all-star game is the only legitimate all-star game there is. Maybe because it's not a comp. Con, uh, contact sport, but it's the only one where there's effort given, and um, it's just boring, stupid. It's like if I I could just go play Madden on rookie if I wanted to see this. Like it's basically the same the same result. Um, I did like Mac doing his little dance in the end zone, showing a little bit of personality. That was my biggest takeaway from this week was that Mac seemed to show a little more personality, and I hope he continues on to next year. I think he tried to be too much of the Brady Belichick character this year where it's like all about winning in the next game and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. That's very important that you maintain that mentality, but let your personality come through because eventually people are going to want to decide if they want to come play with you as their quarterback and they probably don't want to be around a stiff all the time. 
Um, so maybe loosen up a little bit. I liked seeing him hit the gritty. It was nice. Um, but the two-hand touch rules were stupid. And I also don't think it's that, that bad of a thing that guys want to skip it. I understand why. I wouldn't want to go. Why would I want to go play a fake football game and, and be around, you know, all the NFL festivities in Hawaii after I just – or in Las Vegas this time after I played a big – you know, after I had a big um, – I just had a season. Like, I'm exhausted as it is. So I don't hate people skipping it. Um, I would skip it myself. Uh, I think it's just – I think it should be over. I think it should be done. It's just stupid. There's no point to it. Dill? Sorry. Go ahead, Dill. So, Pro Bowl, I've never watched it ever. Still haven't. Didn't watch this year. Um, I don't know if it makes sense um, or not, but I feel like they should do it after the Super Bowl. They used to. That's what I thought they used to do. Yeah, they used to. And so I know they're trying to fill the gap between the Super Bowl and the last week of the playoffs before the Super Bowl. You understand what I'm saying? Um, I just – football is such a tough sport to just uh, have play another game, right? So I, it, the whole idea of it is kind of flawed from the beginning. Um I think it would be more entertaining if they did some sort of, uh, I mean, it's going to be cheesy, but if they do like a, 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 a team spy division and they do some sort of flag football tournament or something like best teams of your division, division take home trophy. I agree. Like that. That would it's already touched. So do something better. I agree. I, I, I have another thing to bring up. Maybe I almost made this my way to take, but I decided not to because it's not that good of an idea. Take the two worst teams, have them play on Pro Bowl week for the number one pick. That way you fix tanking, you get an entertaining product. Yeah, that's a way better idea. Well, the, the problem very, is the problem is they haven't played for a month. You know, they haven't played for a month and they're going out there and risking injury for a number one pick that really doesn't benefit any of the players. Why would they want to put any effort in? So there's a lot of problems with it, but. It's yeah, an idea. That's, that, that's a terrible idea now, but it's a good idea. <laughs> that's why I didn't make it my way to take. Cam, you have a problem with, with something I said? Um, yeah, so just quickly you touch on that. That's a very common um, take, I guess, is to have the worst teams play for the number one pick. I don't have a problem with it, but I don't agree have them play on Pro Bowl weekend. Have them play on a Thursday night before the playoffs start. Yeah, the that's not after, a bad idea either. Yeah, that, that fixes yeah, that. Week after, but you don't fix. See, no, I, I I totally disagree with you when you say there's a risk of injury. Blah blah blah. If you don't think that these guys want to play, you're insane. Whether they it, it benefits their team or benefits the players or whatever, I totally think that they want to play football no matter what. There's some guys out there, Alvin Kamara, doesn't want to play. These people are up in the club, hates football. Um, but Buying houses in Colorado and Wyoming. Oh, yeah. Beating yeah, people with a hammer. Yeah. I think <laughs> these people want to, want to play no matter what. So I think that's a that's an alternative solution is to have a play before the playoffs. Some play a Thursday night game. I'd watch it. Of course I would. Um, second thing, just regarding the Pro Bowl in general, um, we'll touch on Mac. 
I also loved him in acting. He was he was tagged or whatever. That wasn't ruled a touchdown, right? No, no. He it was he was okay. called down. I was gonna say on the first well, touch. I I hate that I I love the way that Mac is progressing and the fact that he he knew oh, oh he yeah. had to know. No, he just wanted to run. I think he just had it in his mind. He's like, I want a gritty. I want it. And he was just having fun. 100%. And I, I, I really like that attitude. And I hate the fact you said you're okay with people opting out. I hate it because it's the people like Josh Allen or the like, people that are a couple of years in and they're like, yeah, we just had a bad season. What better way to get yourself in a better mood? And to know that you're one of the best players in the league and people are trying to watch you play against other best players in the league. And I think Mac took that opportunity with a grain of salt and just took advantage of it. Had a, had a good throw. We talked about that throw and I'm back to the end zone. And just had fun with it. And I think that's what it's all about. So my opinion on the Pro Bowl, yes, I hate it. Um, the flag football idea, not a bad idea at all. I kind of like that too, but I think the linemen have to have their own thing. The linemen, it's tough because they're really risking injury, and the only linemen challenges that there really are are like the board drill. We just line up on a board, and whoever pushes the other guy off the board, and that definitely risks injury. So I don't know what they would do with that. Lifting. But Lifting competition. In flag football, they can tackle the quarterback, but they just can't use their hands. Just yeah, like we do pop. in uh, in Black Friday Bowl. Got to get around what guys with the, the body. What about the offense line? Same thing. Offensive linemen and defensive linemen, they meet up on the line of scrimmage, but they just don't use their hands. You can you can only, like, wiggle your way past guys. Yeah. Um, I mean, Tucker, you have breaking news? Uh, Tuca is retiring. Yeah, knew that. Officially. See ya. Got hurt again. Yeah, he shouldn't have came back. That was dumb. He tried. That's rude. (laughs) He just got Um, hurt. But, yeah, my thoughts on the All-Star game. Uh, Pro Bowl, sorry. Um, Don't mind it. This is how they're going to play. It's like football is such a rigorous sport that's so unlike any other. And the fact that, like, they only play once a week for a reason. That like it's such a physically demanding and like hurtful sport that like you know anything can overdo it. And just like putting all these super good players up against each other is just asking for trouble. If you had these guys play all out, like I'm all for just flag football game. Like I think it's fun to have a flag football game. You run some trick plays, you run some fun stuff. Maybe mic up the players for it. Make it real fun. Just go all out on like the fun aspect of it. But I because it's not going to be a competitive game regardless. So might as well just go extra hard on the fun part. I think you can make it somewhat camaraderie esque if you do it by division. You could have an eight team bracket or round robin, and then whoever comes out on top, they play in the finals on the on the AFC and the NFC. Because then then guys would have a little bit of yeah, like. But what if? Then you need to have enough pro bowlers from each division. Yeah, they'd have to name it that way. They do the same thing in the NHL. They oh, name yeah, it I by didn't division. Know that. Yeah. All right. Um. And then you got just pro bowlers that just have no business being in the pro bowl. 
Yeah, I mean, like Cam said, the alternates, like, I'm happy Mac was there, probably wasn't deserved, um, but, I mean, if I don't, I, again, I don't have props with guys not wanting to play. Um, all right, let's move on to coach hirings. Big week in coach hirings. I don't know if we touched last week on the uh, McDaniels hire. Uh, we touched a we little did. bit on Dayball. Um, so, yeah, we did. Cam, did we ask you your thoughts on Dayball? How are you feeling? Yeah, we did. Okay. Um, yeah, I like it because he matches up with uh, Joe Shane, who we hired as GM, both Bills guys. Um, what did happen during the last week was... What is that noise? Tucker's on a beanbag um, or something. Patrick, Patrick Graham. Patrick Graham was our defensive coordinator, and I did like him. Um, I thought he was kind of on his way and all the players really liked him and respected him. And I talked about this a lot during the season as we just like got a bunch of free agents on the defense and we were just trying to figure it out. Um, so I did like him and I was shocked actually when he took the Raiders job, um, as the same position, but good for him. I guess we just got the Ravens defensive coordinator, um, today. Wink Martindale, and everything that I've looked up and read about him, uh, he's good stuff. So I'm happy with the Giants' performance this year um, in the coaching offseason, you know, spectrum. So, you know, hopefully, I say this every year, but hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we, we can uh, pick it up. All right. Um, the Saints hired Dennis Allen, who was their former – uh, defensive coordinator. I know nothing about him. Um, just jump in if you guys have anything to say. Obviously, Matt Eberflus to the Bears. Don't have anything to say about him either. Saw his press conference. It was kind of weird. Um, Nathaniel Hackett to the Broncos. Never heard of him. Uh, Mike McDaniel to the Dolphins is an interesting one. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen much about his press conferences, but he's kind of like the most chill head coach I've ever seen. Like, it kind of seems like he's stoned all the time. Um, I just, yeah. I don't know. Because, obviously, he's he's been, so he's been the OC for San Francisco. They've had a great running game. The Dolphins obviously have no running game. Uh, so, they might look to change that up. I just don't know if it's going to work out. I, he doesn't strike me as a head coach. Um, Tua and so, him, I don't know. Go ahead. Um, my Dolphins fans, friends, I have a bunch of them down here, are excited about it. Um, they weren't too excited when they were interviewing Vance Joseph and whoever else they interviewed. Real. But they're excited about this guy. Um, I saw a video today of him on the plane. Yeah, I saw that one too. Talking to Tua and... I kind of have mixed feelings about it because on the first hand, he's bought into Tua, right? He's the guy. They're not going to go in the draft. And I didn't expect them to. They're not going to go in the draft and try to get somebody else, maybe like third round plus. Um, I do respect the fact that he's calling him and telling him, like, listen, you're the guy. Let's try to make it work. Next year might be a different story, but let's see what happens. I mean, in all fairness, Tua is injury prone, but at the same time, he's he's, let, he's, he's won games. 
He is a lefty. And I don't like to. But um, yeah, this one's this one's interesting. I'm I'm curious to see how it works. He definitely looks <laughs> looks like he's on something, and the way he <laughs> the way he vibes is a little weird. I, I read something about him that he graduated. I think it was what Yale. I have no idea. Football. I know nothing about him. He was a wide receiver at Yale, I believe, and he is um, a very good, possibly professional violinist, which makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, he kind of looks like a violinist. You know who he looks like? And this is going to be a weird reference. I don't know if you guys have picked this up, but he looks like the guy who has stood in for the Patriots coach in previous games. Um, <laughs> he's a short little guy with oh, glasses. Madden, yeah, in Madden. What was, what was his name? Um, Griffin Murphy, I think. It, it is now. Yeah. They've changed it like a hundred times. Um, I'll There's find a picture and send it to you. There's Chad Masters, who was like the old guy. Um, Chad Masters, I But then they switched the name to Griffin Murphy. Um, and it looks just like him. In, in the game, at least. Um, all right. Let's... Uh, keep going here. Sorry, I gotta pull up my list again. Uh, we obviously have Josh McDaniels to the Raiders. Um, we'll see how it works out. Obviously, didn't go well before, but I mean, he's made he's made he's had a lot more experience. The crazy one I thought was Doug Peterson. I didn't even realize his name was going around for the Jaguars. Obviously, it's that one Super Bowl, but to me, that Super Bowl really falls on Frank Reich. He's the one that made that offense tick. He had Carson Wentz playing at an MVP level, and then he orchestrated Nick Foles carrying them through the playoffs. I also think the Patriots kind of lost that game more than the Eagles won it. Um, but that's obviously just my biased opinion as a Patriots fan. So that ring still kind of feels a little flawed to me. That guy being the guy that's going to carry Trevor Lawrence to, the, to the, you know, the next stage of his career into becoming a veteran, it's a little scary for me. I think Trevor Lawrence might be in real trouble. Anybody got any thoughts on, on Peterson? I think most with with Peterson, he's a name, but I don't see him as um, like I I just feel like he's overrated. I do um, too. Of a coach, so that like I I know the name, I know things about him. I don't follow coaches at all, Um, but I do know his history, and it's just like well, like okay, Um, I think it's a name over uh, action type of a thing. I agree. One hiring I really like is Lovey Smith to Houston. I think Lovey Smith's a decent head coach. Um, so I'll be interested to see what he does. And then Kevin O'Connell to the Vikings. Um, I would like to touch briefly. Uh, oh, go ahead, Cam. The Vikings are one. No, I have a question for Tucker. Might not to see. I think Trey would Dylan. Who did Lovey? Who is Lovey Smith most famously known for coaching? Lovey Smith. Uh, give me a hint. NFC, right? All right, Tucker. Who is Lovey? Yeah, Bears, right? Yeah, the Bears versus the Colts in 06, I believe. 05. when they had Rex Grossman, Lovey Smith. I mean, you got to be a good coach to bring Rex Grossman to the. To the Super Bowl. I don't um, think he's a bad coach at all. I like that hire. No, me neither. Um, but I agree with you on Doug Peterson, too. I think he's a name. He won the Super Bowl that year. Um, I mean, you look back in his history, and he didn't really coach anyone else of, like, of note, I don't believe. Like, he was... No. 
he didn't. So I'd like yeah, to. I, mean, uh, I, I would like to. I'd like to touch briefly on the Joe Judge back to the Patriots hire and just the Patriots staff in general. The Patriots really haven't done anything. Um, and it's looking to me like the Patriots, they haven't had a defensive coordinator since Patricia was their DC. Um, even when Flores was technically the defensive coordinator, he didn't have the title. A lot of people say that's because it's for payment reasons. And Belichick bringing back Judge, I liked it at first. And then I realized, oh, wait, we don't have McDaniels anymore. He might be running the offense. Like, we don't have an offensive coordinator now. We don't have a defensive coordinator. We have a bunch of guys that are retreads, and they're being paid by former teams, Patricia, Judge, that are here being paid nothing and not getting, you know, and not getting the title of offensive and defensive coordinator, probably because they're not good enough to do the job. Bill, if he's going to take over the defense, I'm fine with that. He just needs to stay on top of it. Or, like I said, he's trying to turn it over to his son. On offense, I don't know what we're going to do. I hate the staff right now. I think it's bad. I think Bill is getting older, whether we like it or not. And he may be losing a step and just out of energy, not any fault to him. He's 70 years old. Like, obviously, things are going to get tougher. I don't know why we can't go out and make some real moves and bring in some real minds to, to challenge Bill, to give some some edge to this team, other than it just being the you know, the joke show that it is with all these idiots running around that no one wants on another team. Like, it's stupid to me. I, I hate this hire because I don't think that Judge is a good offensive coach. You just look at his third and nine quarterback sneaks this year to tell. they. I think they got worse after they fired Garrett this year. Cam, you can correct me on that or not. Um, he just doesn't seem like an offensive mind. He was a special teams coach who was probably overvalued because the Patriots special teams were so good for a while. He's a failed head coach. Patricia's a failed head coach. And then you've got, I mean, if you look through this list, there's a bunch of names that I'm not going to bring up because you guys won't know them. The entire coaching staff is either friends of Bill or kids of friends of Bill or Bill's kids. And it's a little bit nepotistic and it doesn't make, I think, for the best Football, I think the Patriots were worse on penalties this year than they've been in a long time. You saw a lot of pre-snap penalties. You saw a lot of, you know, not being lined up correctly. You saw it on special teams. You saw it everywhere. Um, they didn't fire their special teams coach. Joe Judge is apparently just going to be offense. He's not going to have anything to do with special teams. And I'm worried about the Patriots coaching staff. I really am. Under After Bill, I think it's a bunch of idiots. So it looks like Patricia is going to be their new GM, too, with Dave Ziegler going to the Raiders. I think it's a little bit of a problem. Joe Judge, my guy. Yeah, Trey, I, I would agree with you on the Patriots. I think they need more clearly defined uh, coaching roles. Um, it seems like Bill's kind of running the show, or he just doesn't care enough to, like... I think he doesn't want to pay anybody. I don't know. It's just weird, the dynamic with him sometimes, with the with decisions and personnel that he makes. Uh, and same goes with the players. We see it with... Um, reusing guys, I, I don't know. It's just, it's just, uh, it's just like we need somebody to uh, come in and take control of some things, and it's like nobody's taking control over a role. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like Bill won't let him or something. Yeah, it seems a little bit nepotistic there, and I'm not really loving how it's going, and I'm really worried about. Especially with a young quarterback. you got to find somebody to develop him. Is Joe Judge going to develop him? Because that went very well with the Jones kid in New York. That's going extremely well. So it's a little worrying. Um, all right. 
let's get to Super Bowl talk. Obviously, the big game. Hey, real quick. Yeah, go ahead, real Cam. Quick on my boy, on my boy Joe Judge, just real quick. Um, it, it, I'm kind of gonna call me a winner, not really a winner, but is strengthening strengthening it. Um, the fact that Belichick's bringing back old people from his staff, Joe Judge. Flores had the Texans job. He was one of the finalists with Josh McCown. They announced that. They said, our finalists are Josh McCown and Brian Flores. Flores isn't getting the job. Why? He's blackballed. Thanks to Belichick. Um, so keep your uh, keep your chins up. You're going to get Flores. I Don't hope worry. so. Offensively, offensively, you might be in a little trouble. <laughs> Go ahead, though. I hope you're right. Um, all right. Super Bowl, the big game, the end of the football season, which is always the saddest part, craziest part. Um, looking forward to it. Not really looking too forward to commercials. I feel like the commercials have been getting worse and worse every year for about five years now. I remember being a kid and they were hysterical. They were black comedy. They were controversial. They suck now. We do have a good halftime show to look forward to. Hopefully, um, excited for, you know, mostly Eminem. Don't really love Snoop or Dre or anything like that, but I'm very much looking forward to Eminem. Um, so to break down the game, um, I had a thought this week that I had said it last year about the Bills losing in the AFC Championship. Um, and I had said that maybe it was a little too early for them. Maybe they were peaking too early and they'll come back a little better. Turns out that might not have been the truth. But it feels to me like this Bengals team is peaking early. Oh, yeah, Kendrick's going to be there. I'm not a huge Kendrick fan. Um, tough to answer your message in chat. But I don't mind him. Certainly don't mind him. I like his first album. Um well, you lost my train of thought. Um, it seems to me like the Bengals are maybe maybe peaking a little too early. I don't think they expected to be in this spot. Um, but that might not be a bad thing. You know, if, if you're if you're building something and along the way you're going to Super Bowls, like you're obviously on the right track. I will be rooting for the Bengals hard. But in the interest of points, I know I don't have a shot at it. But I just I'm going to pick the Rams here. Um, I think it it's too much of a difference matchup. And the last time I can remember saying this was the Bucks game versus the Rams. I said, everything the Bucks do poorly, um, everything the Bucks do poorly, the Rams do well. So you look at something like the defensive line versus the O-line, which Tucker mentioned before. You've got a great defensive line versus one of the worst O-lines. And it's actually surprising they've made it this far. I mean, Burrow got sacked nine times in the AFC Championship, right? Um, or was that the game before? I don't remember. Either way, got sacked a lot this Titans. offseason. Okay, yeah, the Titans, Titans game. Titans got sacked nine. Chiefs got sacked four. Okay, still a lot. Four is still a lot. Um, I don't see him holding up against um, Donald and Miller. And what's the linebacker they have there that's really good? Um, I don't see the line holding up to that. Um so I'm going to pick the Rams. I just think this is Stafford's got more experience. He's going to be throwing against a weak, a weaker secondary than Joe Burrow is going to be throwing against. They have better receivers. I just don't see I the only thing I can really say for the Bengals is if they can get a running game going, they might have a shot. Um they're going to need to run. I think CJ Uzama is he going to play because he, I know he got hurt, but they're going to need to throw the ball over the middle a little bit. I think that's going to be important, but I just think the Rams are too talented to get over right now for the young and up and coming Bengals team. I think they're in a great spot. 
I think they're going to be in, you know, in it for at least a few years after this. But I just don't know if it's their time. It may be peaking a little too early. To give you a reminder on playoff points, uh, I'm sitting at, in last with 15. Dylan's ahead of me by half a point, 15 and a half. Then Tucker at 21 and a half and Cam at 24. Um, so I think it's over. I think Cam wins. No, because I have the Rams to win the Super Bowl. I also do. Fuck. Yeah. So I think God it's over. Damn it. I think Cam's technically our winner, but we'll we'll play it out anyways. So I'll go to Dylan next since he's pretty much out of the race I as also, well. I also took Georgia, by the way, so no tiebreaker either. I also um, took Georgia. I also have the Rams here um, based on my wasted take as well. Thank you, Tucker. Um, the The thing is, is it, it the the Bengals are definitely underdogs um, or under cats, <laughs> but um, I would say that the only way the Bengals really come out with a victory here is if the Rams um, blow it to them. I think, um, and, and I mean the Rams really haven't played too too great this postseason. I mean they're they've obviously won all their games, but they almost blew it to Tampa Bay. They didn't look great against. Um, that whoever else they played in the first round, um, they have the weapons, they have the ability, but they haven't played as dominant, I think, as um, I thought they could have, or played maybe as consistently as I thought they could. So, <clears throat> I mean, it's the Super Bowl, so my guess is they're going to be riled up, obviously, and um, I hope that they play at the best of their ability and and prove me wrong and, and like come out and play a flawless game. But I haven't seen that yet. So I think the only way the Bengals really pull this off is if um, they get lucky on a few plays and the, the um, Rams kind of blow it to them. So those aren't great odds for, for an underdog, but I mean, if the Bengals can play defense like they did against the chiefs in that second half, they have a legitimate shot at winning the game. But I think that was, that was, more carelessness by the Chiefs. I mean, they played great, but it was a lot of carelessness by the Chiefs. I don't know. If they can do that, they have a shot. Who knows? Um, Tucker. Uh, I have the Rams in this game. Uh, I just think it's just a, there's two sides of the ball in this game, and the defensive line specifically in the Rams, I just don't think will be stopped. I think it's one of those games where an offense, a really good offense versus a really good defense, but there's also a really good offense. So one team's really good on both sides of the ball, and one team's good on one side of the ball. Um, I'm just not buying it. So, yeah, I mean, I've, I've, but I've been wrong every single week about the Bengals, I think. I don't think I've picked them in a single week, so probably wrong again, but I have to take the Rams, go with my gut here. Uh, Cameron? Did you guys hear me? What the hell? Man, you okay? I scared Linnea. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Go ahead, Cam. All right. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, a couple things about this game. One, I think this is the first time in my lifetime of actually watching Super Bowls where I can say, without trolling, I just really want both teams to have fun. 
Like, I, I love Matt Stafford. I love that he's in this game right now because of the fact that you said um, when he got traded, he's like, I just want the opportunity to play in big games. Now he's here. And then Burrow got injured last year. Coolest guy on earth. Have his jersey. Um, I don't care who wins at all. Second thing, I'm going to make a comparison. You guys might hate it. You might like it a little bit. I think Burrow is a little Brady-like. I don't, I don't see it at all. Okay. That, that's it's, a lot, it's very early to tell, but I, I don't. I, I have never thought about I'm that. Making, I'm making a very early comparison. Yeah, go ahead. But the, that, the fact that he doesn't throw the ball with an arm like Mahomes or Allen, he... Granted, he has more weapons, um, but he's in his second season. He's in the Super Bowl. Nobody expected it, and he doesn't flaunt. He's not like the the no. face of the. He's not like the face of the league right now, and the fact that he's playing the Rams in his second season in the NFL. You gotta give me that. History repeats itself. I'll give I'm you that. The, I'm taking the Bengals 28 27. Nope, 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 nope. Take it back. Take it back. I'm taking the Bengals 27 24. Game winning field goal by Evan Ice in his veins. McPherson and I don't like Florida players usually, but I love that guy. All right, can I? I just want to say two things. Um, in terms of the Burrow Brady, you say Burrow doesn't really make it about himself. He kind of does a little bit, and I like him. But he's wearing the flashy stuff after the games. He's you know doing the dance videos. It, it's fine, and it, it, it's I think it helps him. I think it gives him confidence, and I I love it to be to be frankly. I wish Mac Jones had that kind of swagger. But it, he's not, like, totally against making it about himself. Like, I don't think it's to the point where it's selfish. I think that he just doesn't mind being in the spotlight and would happily accept it. Um, but I will say, the one of the reasons I'm rooting for the Bengals so hard, if you look at the AFC quarterbacks right now, who is the most like Mac Jones out of Burrow, Mahomes, Allen, Herbert? It's Burrow. He's more of the traditional pocket passer. Yes, I think he's more athletic than Mac. Yes, I think he has a better arm than Mac. But I think if you're going to make the comparison of who is closest in their, you know, pure like athleticism and just pure skill level between those guys, Mac Jones and Joe Burrow are closer than, say, Mac Jones and Patrick Mahomes, Allen, or Herbert. I think those guys are athletic freaks of nature, and I don't think Mac Jones is ever going to be that guy. Could Mac Jones eventually be a, a Joe Burrow talent? Uh, caliber player I think so um, so I think that's an important reason that I want the Bengals to win if Burrow can go out and win this game it'll prove okay you can still win with a a pure pocket passing quarterback yes the Rams have a pure pocket passer as well but I'm saying in the AFC you can compete in the AFC against a pure pocket passing quarterback so that's one of my points that I, I'm rooting for the Bengals for anybody got anything else on the Super Bowl they want to touch on can you see me? I see you, Cam. We see you with your Burrow jersey. <laughs> That's all. 
Any other storylines from the Bengals, the Super Bowl? All right. Um, I will say, too, this is the most, I think, intriguing Super Bowl matchup ever. Usually I'm like, oh, I hate, I usually feel a certain way about either of the teams. I really don't at this point. I think it's the most likable matchup ever. Yeah, I don't care about either of these teams at all. So. I I will say I was, I was, I was working uh, an auction for John Fontaine, right, um, this weekend, and I had to call people on the phone because they were, like, bidding on stuff, and I was calling this one guy from Cincinnati all day, and he was like, hey, what do you got going on for the Super Bowl? And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm just hanging out with friends, maybe, but he was like, how about them Bengals? And I was like, I was like, yeah, he's like, people are, like, really pulling for him this year, and I was like, what, is it not, like, is it not huge there? And there's like, not really. I don't think and that's like, true. I think he probably isn't in touch with the people there. I mean, I mean, I think more people outside of Cincinnati are more excited for the Bengals than than people in Cincinnati. You know no. what I mean? Like, like there's more. I feel like Cincinnati is losing its collective mind right now. I agree, right, Tucker. Maybe that maybe this one guy is just an antique nerd and had no no idea what's going on. That's, that would be I, my guess. I can vouch. I can vouch. Yeah. I can for this. I can vouch for this a little bit. Um, like I said last week, I was in or two weeks ago, I was in Nashville for the Titans Bengals game, and there were more Cincinnati fans than Titans fans. And whether they're from Cincinnati or not, I'm just saying people are losing their mind about this. Not I think, to mention the fact the Rams don't have a big fan base. They moved from St. Louis not that long ago. Granted, it was what 15 years, 10 years. Um, they don't have a huge fan base. So, yeah, they're playing at home. But I don't think that is nearly as much of an advantage as it was for the Bucks last year. And Cincinnati will travel. I just think there's a lot of people around the country that are rooting for the Bengals as opposed to the Rams. I get, and that's exactly what you're saying. Yeah, it's cause I, yeah I think it's because the underdog factor. I think if the, if the Bengals were... You know, fifteen and one or whatever, sixteen and one. I wouldn't be that same thing. But that's true. Um, all right, let's. Do we want to touch on the Olympics at all, just for a quick second? I'll just say I don't. I'm not watching it. I don't really care about it much. Obviously, the only thing I really care about is hockey, and there's no pros playing, so I really don't care. Um, I think I just I I don't want to get political, and I I just don't love some of the Chinese government's policies. And, no, I don't think it's even political. It's like fuck China. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of the Chinese government. Not the Chinese. I'm not not a not a huge fan of the Chinese government. I want to make that clear. I don't. China is fine. Chinese government, not a huge fan. Um, I mean, yeah, they're committing a little genocide. Nope. Yeah, I won't say it. Nope. So, I won't say it on recording. So, Absolutely not. I will. Fuck China. I, I live in America, so I don't have to worry What's about that. What's his name? Xi Jinping. Xi Jinping Paul looks Paul. like Winnie the Pooh. Um. It's just funny to me that I saw so many things from the opening ceremony talking about, you know, diversity and accepting everybody. And it's like, dude, what are you guys talking about? (laughs) You are are blatant human rights offenders. Like, what are you talking about? I've seen pictures like the ski jump is like in front of nuclear silos. It's just why do these these countries that that have. That's like a Simpsons level troll. Like that's something I feel like would happen like a Simpsons episode is that like the ski jump will be right in front of us. 
fucking nuclear silo. Yeah, no, it it seems. I, I just think the Olympics committee should stop giving countries with blatant human rights violations the rights to the Olympics. But that's just me. But they pay the most, and exactly. the Olympic committee is so fucking corrupt. <laughs> Money talks. Um, anybody care any, any, about the Olympics at all? Anybody want to talk about it? I I actually genuinely enjoy the Olympics. I always love watching, like just especially winter Olymp, like actually both sides, just random sports I don't usually care about. Anytime where I get to root for my country against other countries and things I don't care about, I will become a huge fan of. I've been watching curling. I've been watching luge. I've been watching biathlons. I watch all the events, honestly. I watch Blades of Glory. That's about it. <laughs> Next. I will say I don't. I don't hate the the. I don't like the uh, hate that the Winter Olympics gets. I think the events are cool. I I don't think I don't think it's a bad thing. Like I don't I don't see the point of people being like the Winter Olympics sucks. The Summer Olympics great. I think they're both fine. I don't think they're both like crazy exciting. I think the Summer Olympics slightly has the edge, but I don't mind the events in the Winter Olympics at all. Like like Dylan says, Miracle on Ice, one of the coolest things ever. Like how do you beat that? Um, Don't sleep on USA this year. I'm telling you. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. All right. So let's move on to our list, guys. We're going to stay sports-related, as we have kind of for the past couple weeks. Best teams to miss the playoffs. Um, I'll start off. My number five is going to be the Saints. Um, Now, I know the reason they're lower on this list is they don't have a quarterback, and they just lost one of the better head coaches in the NFL. Um, Staying with a defensive-minded guy. But obviously, you have a lot of talent there. Kamara, who knows if he's going to be playing. I also want to just say, Kamara seems like a good guy. Seems like a good guy. I don't know if he really did anything wrong. Um, <laughs> shout out. Shout you know out. who you are for, for that take. Did you see the Did you see the picture of the guy's face that he beat up? Nope. Not good. Not good. Not a good, not a good face. I want to I want to express that my comment was sarcastic. My first reaction was what a what a douchebag and then somebody said, "Well, he seems like a good guy." He seems like <laughs> a good guy. He likes airheads. <laughs> All right. Um but they have Kamara, obviously a talented player regardless of if he's a good guy or not. Michael Thomas, one of the better receivers in the league. Um seems like they have a pretty decent defense. Um I know they're aging a little bit, but I don't know. It just seems like New Orleans could get it fixed. I, w- I won't say they're on the up and coming because clearly they're on the downturn, but it seems like they could get it fixed, especially with the division being a little open now that Brady's gone. Uh, so Saints number five. Cam? My number five, I'm going with the Seahawks. Um, they were 7 10 this year. Russell Wilson. I gave him a little bit of slack earlier because he was in the Pro Bowl and didn't really deserve it, which I stand by. But at the end of the day, the dude is a winner. Um, he's got, I mean, the Seahawks have a very talented roster. It just was unfortunate, like you said about the Saints, that they dealt with injuries. So Russell was out for a while. Chris Carson was out. Alex Collins and Rashad Penny had to split snaps. And they still made the 7-10 and 10 in the toughest division in the NFL. Um, curious to see where Russell Wilson ends up. I think he stays, but I mean, for that team and what they went through to go seven and 10, I think they were still one of the, uh, better teams in the league. Dylan? Um, Ooh, this is tough for five. Um, I'm going to follow suit with, um, 
I feel like I'm going to follow suit with Cam here. This was an off season for the Seahawks, um, and they're playing in, like Cam said, the toughest division in football. Um, given the circumstances, seven and ten is kind of reasonable for what they got going on with all their injuries. Um, this team, when healthy, I think is a playoff team. Um, in that division, though, they may not be a, a playoff team, but in terms of you know best teams, because that's what the the list is, I put them as a as a very good team that didn't make the playoffs. Tucker, uh, yeah, my number five, I'm falling to trade with the Saints. Uh, I think this team is good at everywhere besides quarterback. I think again, they'd be higher on this list. I was Trey said if they were just had a quarterback there. Um, unfortunately, that's their big lapse. I think they get better next year when they get Michael Thomas back, hopefully. But uh, yeah, Saints number five. All right, my number four. Hate to do it. It's the Vikings. Um, this is a team that I think is a quarterback and a decent head coach away from competing. I still don't like Whoa. Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Rude. Kirk Cousins stinks. Kirk had a good year. <laughs> Kirk Cousins. I will, I'm sick of saying it. I'm not going to say it anymore. He stinks. He stinks. Um, they got talent everywhere except for the quarterback position. Um, they got a solid receiving core, solid running back, decent defense, pretty good at decent defensive front, do they not? You're going to call the defense good and Kirk Cousins bad. Isn't the defensive front pretty good? Their defense is pretty terrible, is it not? I don't know. On offense, it seems like they're stacked and Kirk Cousins hold them back, so I'm going to go Vikings number four. Cam? Cameron? Uh, I'm here. I might be. Uh, number four, I'm going the Saints. You guys mentioned it. Um, quarterback is definitely their biggest thing. Uh, I don't know if they're going to go with Jameis next year, but I think their defense was definitely uh, spectacular, I'll say, actually. Um, poor Drew Brees retired right before the defense finally got really good, and it's, it's a shame. And they, I, I mean, it makes sense that they're going to bring their defensive coordinator up to the head coach position now. So, I don't know. I, I think the Saints can do some damage. I don't know if they're going to stick with Jameis or what. But I do think they're a good team. And I think they're definitely, now that Brady's gone from the, granted they beat him twice, two years in a row. But now that he's gone from the division, I think it's it's their division to lose. Bill? Um, oof, this is tough. Um, I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with the Saints. That's same with Cam here again. Um, for the same reasons, I think uh, Winston being first year on the team um, is, you know... I don't know what you can expect out of a first-year quarterback going to a team that's not great. Uh, I mean, they're pretty good, but they were injured with Michael Thomas being out. And um, I see them as playing uh, not to their potential. Um, they did post 
a positive points for versus points against over the course of the year, and they did have a winning record. Um, so yeah, I, I put them an edge ahead of, an edge ahead of the Seahawks. Wow, but um, not much. Not it's not very big of an edge. Wow, that took a while to go. <laughs> Tiger. <laughs> Uh, number four, I have the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Off my list. Off yeah, my I list. Figured. But uh, they're bad in the Vikings. They're bad in the Seahawks. I stand by both those. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this team is very good on defense. They were a Super Bowl dark, dark horse, this team. They were a game out of making the playoffs. I think this team has all the pieces outside of maybe Baker Mayfield to be a playoff contender. I mean, they lost Odell this year, sadly, but uh, I still think Jarvis is a very good weapon. I think they have the probably the best two-headed beast on the running game in football between Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. And then Miles Garrett on the defensive end, a few good players in the secondary. This team's got all the pieces to be a playoff team. And I'm still trying to figure out how they didn't make it this year. Uh, two words, Baker and Mayfield. Um, okay, my number three is going to be the Colts. Um, I think the Colts are, again, a quarterback away from being really good. Um, I really like Frank Reich. I think he's a really, really good head coach, a top five head coach in the league right now. Um, this team wasn't expected to do much this year, I feel like. Uh, they were kind of talked about competing for the AFC South, but um, they they turned it up. They were one of the better teams in the league for a stretch of time there in November and December. Um, they started slow, got hot. They have a great young running back that hopefully continues to be great. Uh, they have an unreal defense. Um, they have a, the, one of the better O-lines in the league. I think they're a quarterback and a few wide receivers away from being a really, really elite team. Um, I like the direction they're heading, and uh, yeah, so Colts number three. Cam? Cam, I hope you have three is what I think it is, because I think it's the same as mine. <laughs> Maybe. Probably not. Um, number three, I'm going the Chargers. Oof. I nope. think the Chargers have definitely a top five. Can you guys hear me still? Yep. All right, Tucker... Is frozen on my screen, so I didn't know. Uh, definitely a top five quarterback in the AFC, if not the league. And weapons around him, their offensive line is coming around. I think their defense has studs. They got Bosa, they have Asante Samuel Jr., they have Derwin James. They're a head coach away from being uh, tops in the AFC. Um, he's not in have him at three as the head coach, obviously. Um, because they they lost games they really should have won. They played close against everybody and the Chargers always do this. But they're still not crossing that crossing that bridge. Um, so yeah, Chargers number three. Also Trey Colts at four or what do you put Colts at three? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Dill? Uh, number three for me, Cam. I thought you were doing this, but maybe, maybe it might even be later. I'm going Ravens. Going Ravens at three. They came 
last in the division. Um, I am not a huge Lamar fan um, in general, but this team was hurt. Uh, halfway through the season, they were on pace to being pretty good. They were playing great early in the season, looking hot. Um, and they just hit a wall with injuries, couldn't get through it, and just started to slip. Um, I, I mean, I would say the Ravens are better than the Steelers, even though the Steelers made it in. Um, and I, I'm not, I'm not so sure the Browns are even as good as they let, had this, as good of a record as they had this year. So, um, putting Ravens at three. Tucker, uh, I also have the Ravens at three. Uh, just. The most unlucky team in the NFL. They lost like half the team before the season even started and then lost the other half throughout the season. Uh, There's a playoff team if they're healthy, but they just couldn't stay healthy this year. It's the big problem. Um, yeah, so, you know, if this team's fully healthy, they make the playoffs. They're probably, they probably are a decent playoff team, but, yeah, it's just a matter of staying healthy and they couldn't do it this year. I also have the Ravens next, but they're at two for me. Um, this is a proven winning team when healthy. Um, they've pushed into the playoffs. They've made it an AFC championship. Or no, they haven't made an AFC championship. They've pushed into the playoffs. They have a young superstar in Lamar Jackson who hopefully is only going to get better with his arm. Actually, not hopefully. I hope he doesn't. Um, <laughs> but they are. Hopefully for them. They are. Yes, hopefully for them. It's just, uh, this is a good team. Um, good running core, good defense. I mean, everything about them is good. They have, they're they they're just a good team. They just got hurt with the injuries this year. Um, the window might be starting to shrink a little bit with the rest of the talent that's coming up in the AFC right now, but they're still going to be in it next year as long as they stay healthy. Also, great head coach in Harbaugh, even though he's a big baby and cries all the time. Uh, Cam. Yeah, all in suit. I have the Ravens here. Sorry, Dylan. Um, the injuries really destroyed this team this year. I I said it, I don't know how many weeks before the playoffs started, but that they were not going to make the playoffs. Lamar was out for the last few games. Uh, both of their starting Pro Bowl corners were out. I think they lost a lineman along the way. Um, and they still managed, granted they were last in the division, but they still managed to put up a decent record. Um, they're going to be fine as long as they get everybody back. They lost their D coordinator to the Giants. Thank you. Um, but yeah, like Trey said, they've proven that they could win. I don't think Lamar is a Super Bowl quarterback. Um, but yeah. But do we think Joe Burrow is? Yes. Oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, the Ravens, they'll be back. Everyone's healthy. they force be recommended. Uh, we're done. Number two, I'm going to go with the Chargers. Um, I have them at two because their defense has let up an unforsaken amount of points this year. Um, granted, they are playing a division with the Chiefs, and um, but that's only two games out of the year. Uh, they put up a 474 points, which puts them, I think it's top five, maybe even less than that, um, in the league. And uh, 
I don't know. They they only won nine games with that. I think it comes down to a coaching thing, uh, whether it's offense, whether it's head coach or, or defense coordinator. Um, I think this team is very offensively minded. They need some sort of veteran defensive presence, or uh, you know, some sort of stud that just like a like a linebacker that can just eat plays up all day, um, and then they're going to be real tough to beat. Um, I think if you put them in any other division outside of the AFC West, they are clear um, uh, playoff team. So um, Chargers at two. Tucker? Dale, we're on the same wavelength tonight. Also, Chargers at two. Um, teams in a great division. That held them back from getting anywhere this year. But, uh, you know, they got a young superstar in Justin Herbert. They got Austin Eckler back in the backfield, who's incredible. Um, it just feels like, with, and with Keenan Allen, this team just feels like one of those teams that should be a team that can be competing for championships for the next five, ten years. So I, I think they lost games early in the season, which really hurt them. That let sounds just, right. Let me just looked it up. I think they slipped down the stretch, really. They had a playoff yeah, spot know. for a while, and they slipped. They lost it. Didn't they lose that last game I mean, and it cost them? Yeah, they lost the game. Remember, it was Raiders versus Chargers when it goes to the playoff? Yeah. Yeah, and the reason they lost was, was coaching. Rich Passaccia is just a better coach, and I'm surprised the Chargers didn't fire their coach, honestly. Who's going to Stay the Packers? After one year? Yeah, yeah. get rid of him. Well, let me just squash this right now. My number one is the Chargers. The Chargers have everything they need going forward. They're up and coming. They have a great quarter, a great young quarterback. They have a good line with a guy who's going to be a stud in this league, Slater, who was one of the better rookies this year. Um, they have great receivers. They have pretty solid DBs. Um, they have a stud on the defensive line in Joey Bosa. Um, and I don't think Staley's a bad coach. He took this team, you know, right to the brink. Almost had it. Again, a lot of youth, a lot of things they need to work on up and coming. But I think this is one of the – this team is in the best position of any team that did not make the playoffs this year. They start, They started the year two and three. They lost to the 49ers, the Seahawks, and the Cowboys in the first five weeks. So I agree that they are in the tough – one of the tougher divisions in football. If they were in another division, they'd be a playoff team. I would – there's not many other teams I would rather be in the position than they're in right now than the, than the Chargers. The Chargers are going to be a force in this league moving forward. Does uh, it show the score? Do you have the scores going? I'm guessing they were all close games, right? Um, they lost 15 to 10 to the 49ers, 27 to 0 to the Seahawks, and 20 or 20 to 17 against the Cowboys. Okay. Cam, number one. Penny. I think. Three of us are going to have the same number ones. I'm going with the Colts. Um, Trey, I think you were a little butthurt by putting them at three just because they beat the Pats. You don't want to believe that they're that good. Um, no, I, I just don't think three. they're going to be able to get a quarterback in time. The two teams I put ahead of them have quarterbacks. That was my that was my mentality. Well, I originally that, had the Colts that, at two. Then I remembered the Ravens. So I moved the Ravens up because they have a legitimate quarterback. The Chargers have a legitimate quarterback. The rest they, of the teams on that you list. You mean the running back guy? The rest of that team's he's a he's one in this league, Tucker. The, he's one in MVP. 
The, you uh, admitted the last time we talked about Lamar. You know, you the last time we that. talked about Lamar, you admitted that he was not a good. You admitted that he was a good quarterback the last time we talked about him. Um, I don't remember saying that. You did. Duke can, and what? He's been injured all year. So? He's just he's injury prone, and he's getting figured out by the league, and he can't throw it. Okay. Well, any to continue with what I was saying. I had the Chargers because they have the best, best of the young, one of the best of the young QBs, probably the best of the you know under that Josh Allen Mahomes line young QBs. Then the Ravens because they have a quarterback that has won an MVP and has won at a high level. Then the Colts they don't have a quarterback. The Vikings they don't have a quarterback. The Saints they don't have a quarterback. So that was my mentality, Kim. Not it was not butt hurtness. Sounds like butt hurtness. Well, that's where I was going to agree with you. Is obviously the Carson Wentz factor. Um, and we pointed this out before the fact that he's, he's a top 20 quarterback, but he's pretty much 20. And the fact that they blew the game against the Jaguars at the very end, I think that's all on Carson Wentz. You just need to win that game. You need to do what you have to do to win that game. Um, however, in every other aspect, I think that they are the most prepared to be a playoff team, a team that could, you know, make a run. And I really thought they were going to this year. Um, but, yeah, Carson Wentz is just not the guy. Um, I think he can lead to the playoffs. But at the end of the day, the offensive line is sick. Defense played really well all year. Jonathan Taylor, obviously the uh, Russian champion. And they have a very bright future ahead of them. Jonathan Taylor is one of those guys that we always talk about. You don't take a running back in the first round. I think he's one of those guys. I don't know about that yet. I'm not ready to say that. I I, I think he is. Um, granted, they have a great offensive line. But if you watch him actually play, you know that defenses are like focusing on the run because Carson Wentz sucks, and he's still making those plays. And I've watched, you know, highlights or whatever, and he, I mean, he's pretty good, dude. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not saying, I just need to see more. I need to see more, and then I then I will agree with you. I don't know yet. I've just seen, That's you fair. see, I've seen running backs in this league have one huge year and then fall off, of, you know, a cliff. So I've, that's all I'm saying. Fair. Dylan? Colts. I'm actually going to do a switcheroo here. I'm going to put the Colts at two and the Chargers at one. (laughs) Reason being, um, I just did a breakdown of the Colts' uh, strength of schedule in my head here. Um, They did not beat a team that was better than them. They only beat the teams that they were supposed to beat. Sounds like the Patriots. Um, They beat the Patriots. Patriots are... And I yeah. think that they're better than the Patriots. So, um, that's a, that's a looking, looking at the schedule, I mean, they just put a beating on the crap teams. And, you know, they didn't win games when they needed to win. And we're talking about best teams that didn't make the playoffs. I think the Chargers are a better team in the essence that they have um, more weapons. The only reason why I, I was having the Bulls uh, earlier was because um, I was looking at their points 
for versus points against, and their points against was like 330, which is pretty low comparatively to a lot of the teams, and they had like 460 points for. Um, but breaking down the teams that they played, um, I think the the Colts are a good team. Um, I think their uh, record may even be a little bit inflated um, because of the crap teams that they played, though. So I'm going to put Chargers at one and the Colts at two. Tucker. Now, Dylan, I, you, hold on. You are you're the stats guy on this, and I really like it. And I actually I agree with you. I'm not going to recant, but I didn't look into that, and I think it's a really good point. And it makes me it makes me think about it a little bit. So <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. Um, now, when I look at this, I think of these things. I'm like, which defense would I rather have? I'd rather have the Colts defense. Yes. Which offensive line would I rather have? I'd rather have the Colts offensive line. Which run game would I rather have? I'd rather have the Colts run game. Wide receivers, I say, even. No, Chargers wide receivers. Chargers offense. Chuck, before you go any further, though, how much better compared to the strength of schedule, though? Because when you when you factor in what teams each team they both played, um, you know, you can't say they, just because the Colts put up 30 to zero against the Texans, you know, like, what does that mean compared to, to when the Chargers played the Chiefs and almost beat them? You just say Pittman's a baller? Pittman is a baller. It's fine. Michael Pittman? He's fine. He's very good. It's six touchdowns. I'm officially, I'm officially recanting. Thank you. Let's go. This is pathetic. <laughs> no, I'm not recanting at all, mine, because it's clear this is the better team. I like the Chargers are still a team without a defense, and I'm sorry, but you need a defense to win championships. Where are yeah, you going to get a quarterback, a Tucker? Where are the Colts going to get a quarterback next year? A team that's almost there. If I was like, hey, one of these two teams are going to make the Super Bowl next year, the Chargers or the Colts, I'm picking the Colts 10 out of 10 times. That's not that's not the uh, the list, though. It's who's the better team. Not who's I think because the, the Colts are the better team. They're the more complete team. They're the more ready-to-go team. The team that can compete more quickly. But with, so with just, who at quarterback? I just put something in the chat. Trey, you're about to say it. Quarterbacks win championships nine times out of ten. There's only been a few quarterbacks in the league that weren't good that actually won the Super Bowl. Brad Johnson, Trent Dilfer, Jeff Hostetler. Brad Johnson used to pitch for the Reds. Eli Manning. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Try to make that argument. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and move the Colts back to three. I'm going Ravens one, Chargers two, Colts three. Moving it back, we can't. Terrible, Love terrible it. picks. Should all be ashamed of yourself. I I think I nailed it, considering Dylan changed his and, and I, Cam I'm, moved I'm his gonna, one up. I'm going to give you an apology. I'm going to give you an apology because I I came at you too hard originally, and if you look at it, it just doesn't make sense. Tucker, I'm, you're I'm in the minority, bud. Yeah. I might be the minority. It doesn't make me not right. It does in this in this format. You're wrong. 
Like, when I watch, like, I've seen the Chargers play the Patriots each of the last two years. Not a championship caliber team. Not a particularly good team. Yeah, but the, the Patriots game plan better than anybody for every team. Now do now do Colts versus Patriots. The Colts look really good against the Patriots this year. Oh no, this year. <laughs> you said in history though. I know. I said the last two years. You did say the last two years. Okay, I got you. I got you. That's fair. All right, that's our show. Contentious episode. Some arguments broke out today. Chargers. Let's not forget. Lost, didn't make the playoffs because they lost to the Texans in Week 16. They let the Texans drop 41 on that. And the Colts lost to a worse team at the Jaguars. Yeah, exactly. You can just go back and forth. They're both close, Tucker. They're both close, but it's the Chargers. Um, I'm mad. That's the the episode. Super Bowl extravaganza next week. We'll cover the game. We'll cover the commercials. We'll cover the halftime show. We'll do it all. We'll cover the awards. MVP, Rookie of the Year is coming out this week. Uh, Coach of the Year. So we'll cover that. Make sure you stay tuned to our Twitter. Maybe we'll tweet during the game a little bit. Um, but Can't wait for the halftime show. Can't wait for the halftime show. Not going to be as good as 2019, I can assure you that. No, never. Can't wait. wait. Never. The, halftime show the weekend. <laughs> Big stinker. Oh, I forgot about that. Big stinker. Stood in a room of mirrors. <laughs> it turned into a good meme one. Um, all right, that's it. Uh, we'll see you next week for Super Bowl recap. Thanks for being with us, and we'll see you then. Bye. Bye.